0: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy, and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Picture this. It's Friday night, and it has been a crazy stressful week. And guess what? you deserve a night out. So you head to your favorite Mexican restaurant and you end up eating all the chips and salsa before dinner because they always bring you chips and salsa and you were so hungry. Then you order some enchiladas, you have a big strawberry margarita plus dessert. Now the next moment you are probably feeling pretty good, wired, maybe a little bit tipsy, but then an hour later goes by and you are making a beeline to the couch to either eat some more dessert or to just pass out in front of the movie because you are so tired. So, what is going on? Why is your body responding in this way? Well, let me break it down on a physiological level. First, you've just downed a lot of sugar with dinner from the chips, the enchilada, the margarita, the dessert, the whole thing, right? And your body is experiencing a physical and an emotional roller coaster after having too much sugar. Now, why the emotional roller coaster? We often don't think about this part but it's because the minute you put that margarita or that sugar-laden food in your mouth, you get a surge of dopamine, which is a feel-good hormone with addictive properties. Then, as blood sugar floods your bloodstream, the pancreas releases insulin to control the blood sugar spike. This suppresses the fullness hormone leptin, which makes your brain give you the green light to eat more chips, more margaritas, or more candy, or maybe down a pint of ice cream, whatever it may be. Now, as this glucose is being rapidly digested due to the fast influx of insulin, your spiked dopamine and blood sugar levels fall quickly, landing you in a blood sugar crash. Now, when it comes to blood sugar crashes, which I have personally seen with wearing my continuous glucose monitor, I will have to say that it really depends on the person, on what you ate, and when you ate it. Even sometimes in the order that you ate food. So there's a lot of factors that are determining this blood sugar crash. Because of that, a blood sugar crash can take effect in 15 minutes, which is really, really fast. Or it could take a couple of hours after eating. For example, I want to share with you something that happened to me earlier this week, because I've been wearing a continuous glucose monitor for about 10 days now. And earlier this week, we brought over dinner to our best friend's house from a place called Flower Child. Now, this place, this food restaurant has really healthy food. And instead of soda fountains, they have all these amazing iced teas, and they also have a couple of really sexy lemonades. Now, on this particular night, I chose for the four adults to, I I chose decaf Asahi iced tea and for three of the iced teas, so for my husband and our best friends, I added a small amount of their signature rose petal lemonade. I like topped off an eighth of the iced tea with this lemonade. Well, in the commotion of trying to load up Kingston (laughs) and get everything in the car, I mixed up all of the iced teas and I didn't know which of the the four was mine that had no lemonade at all in it. So I ended up trying a couple of them and I couldn't figure it out. So I decided to start drinking one and I knew that one way or the other, I was going to find out if I had one with a lemonade or not. So about 30 minutes later, I checked my CGM and oh my goodness, my blood sugar shot up like a hockey stick. Obviously I drank one of the three with a little bit of lemonade. My blood sugar went from 76 milligrams per deciliter to 165 milligrams per deciliter. Now I wanna just kind of break down a little bit of this. Ideally, when you eat a meal or you drink a beverage, you want to stay within the zone, the optimal zone of 70 milligrams per deciliter to 110. So you should never go over 110 in a meal, ideally. And I blew right past 110 over to 165. That was a 87 milligram per deciliter spike, which is crazy. It, it looked like a hockey stick. And I want to just note a couple of things about this. Because this was a huge spike, one that I've only seen one time before when I had half of a tall frappuccino with only one pump of the espresso mix. I saw a similar massive spike. So first thing to note here is that I was eating dinner around 6.30 p.m., And I know that anything past 5.30, I become more insulin resistant. And the later it gets, the more insulin resistant I get. And that's the case for all of us. Our bodies are just slowing down for the night. Number two, I drank the iced tea with lemonade before I ate anything else. So I didn't have anything to blunt the liquid sugar from hitting my bloodstream at a rapid rate, hence the massive spike. And third, I just wanna just take a moment and talk about liquid sugar. Cause even though it wasn't a lot of liquid sugar, right? I didn't even taste the sugar in this drink. It just tasted like tart, no sugar iced tea. I wanna emphasize that liquid sugar calories are the very worst calories we can consume especially when you drink them on their own with nothing else, basically with like no food. They will sabotage you faster than anything else and cause major inflammation. Research demonstrates that liquid sugar drinks is probably the biggest contributor to prediabetes and type two diabetes. It's definitely in the top five contributors today. Shame on all the companies making crazy liquid sugar drinks, right? So I want you to know that it took me over 24 hours after drinking this iced tea with a little bit of lemonade to recover back to my average blood sugar range, which is between 70 and 74 milligrams per deciliter. So what's important to note here is that it really depends on what you're consuming, right? That's going to have this big blood sugar crash. And man, you should have seen the crash. It went up and then it slammed back down in like 30 to 45 minutes is how fast it happened. And then again, it took me several more hours, many, many, many more hours to even recover from that rebound. So it's important to know that oftentimes when we experience blood sugar crashes, especially morning or middle of the day, and you haven't had anything else besides that sugar, your body's instinct is to eat more sugar so that it can recover from the blood sugar crash, and you can get that energy that you need to get through your day. And it's in that moment, whether you overeat or over consume a candy bar or flavored coffee drink or just a ton of sugar, that it's critical to stabilize your blood sugar so that you stop the crazy roller coaster. And not going to lie it can be very hard to not give into your brain that is sending you strong signals to eat more sugar to stop that crash. So how do you do that, right? How do you even get in front of it? So what I wanna do is I wanna share five fast and effective ways that you can stabilize your blood sugar after overeating or consuming a lot of sugar, like in the form of a venti chocolate chip frappuccino or an entire bag of chips or an entire bag of cookies or a pint of ice cream, even if it's cashew milk ice cream, right? It's still got sugar in it. So here is the first of the five tips that I recommend. Number one, go for a 20 to 30 minute walk or walk stairs for like five to 10 minutes. Resist the temptation to nap after eating too much. You want to get your body moving. This will help your muscles use that blood sugar instead of just storing it in your liver or eventually just storing it in your fat cells. Now, I have an entire episode devoted to the benefits of walking after a meal, especially after dinner. Gosh, especially after a dinner on a Friday night or any night for that week or after you have overate. Like you just know that you just ate a lot of stuff and most of it probably had sugar in it you know you're going to have that big blood sugar spike. This was episode 340 and the title was Taking a 20-Minute Walk After Dinner is One of the Best Things that You Can Do for Your Metabolic Health and Honestly, Your Overall Health. So definitely go and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. I share so much research on the nuances of when to walk or when to you know go and do some movement after you consume something. Now, I will say, if you were to have, you know, a sweet tea or a frappuccino or a milkshake or a gelato, the best time to walk is literally while you're consuming it so that your muscles are consuming that rapid blood sugar as fast as you're putting it into the body. So just a heads up there. Um, And I've tested this. I've looked at a CGM, eating eating an ice cream and then eating an ice cream while walking. And it's a huge difference maker. The second thing is to drink tea with lemon, and if you're super up for it, like you really wanna optimize this situation, add some apple cider vinegar. So green tea and lemon are both diuretics, which means they'll make you go to the bathroom more. You're not directly eliminating sugar, but you are forcing your blood to pump through your kidneys faster, which is moving that sugar through. Now, if you add apple cider vinegar, several studies show that consuming vinegar can increase the insulin response and reduce blood sugar spikes. Now, although it's always a great idea to have apple cider vinegar like 30 to 40 minutes before a really sugar-laden meal or a really, really big meal, it would still make a difference on the back end of it as well. So just a heads up there. And the other thing about this is staying hydrated with a lot of water is going to help you feel full and it's going to counteract the suppressed leptin levels. So you're going to end up feeling fuller and not having your brain put you into like, oh my God, you need more sugar because you're crashing from this blood sugar crash. Okay, number four is eating a handful of nuts or a spoonful of almond butter. Now I know this may seem counterintuitive, especially after eating a really, really big meal, but again, the goal is to blunt a blood sugar response, and adding a little bit of fat and protein after a sugar laden meal is one of the best ways to slow down a blood sugar spike. And again, this is if this is this conversation today is all about what if you just overate or you ate a ton of sugar? What do you do next, right? So you don't experience the crazy roller coaster and find yourself kind of stuck in that but always the goal when you're consuming anything like this, like extra sugar, eating protein with it, eating fats with it are always gonna be super, super helpful. And then number five, definitely a big needle mover here, is include magnesium, chromium, and berberine into your daily supplement regimen. Studies show both chromium and magnesium can effectively control blood sugar spikes, and berberine has been used in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. Some of its uses include cholesterol reduction, weight loss, and blood sugar control, and studies have shown that it can reduce blood sugar spikes by 25% after you eat it. Berberine does this by reducing the amount of sugar produced by the liver and increasing insulin sensitivity. It can be found to be as effective as some drugs like metformin used for type 2 diabetes. So it's super important here, right, that we have the right supplementation to really support us as we are making these lifestyle changes. And what I really want you to take away from this particular episode today is that these particular five tips are a way to have in your back pocket, they're effective ways to stabilize your blood sugar and your metabolism, right? That you always have something up your sleeve. If you feel like you've overeaten or you feel like you ate too much sugar and you know you're about to have that crash and you just don't want to feel that way, you've got some things in your back pocket, right? You've got walking, You've got, you know, berberine and chromium and magnesium that you can take during the day. You, you've got some of these things. You've got the water and the green tea that you can consume. All of these things. And you can do a combination of these depending on what you're needing and what I, what I really love is just priming the pump. I think priming the pump is so, so important. That's why I think the supplementation can be so, so key is if you know you're going to have a, a really awesome Friday night, supplement up or take a, take a couple walks during the day to really help support your blood sugar levels throughout the day. And then make sure that you build in that walk after that dinner, right? There's so many ways that you can like live your best life, have those nights where you get to really treat yourself and then really back yourself up on the front end and the back end, right? So one of the things that I'm doing to kind of really help with this, because I know these kind of these moments happen. Right. As we head into holiday weekends or we head into vacations or whatever it may be, or you just had a really hard week one of the things that I've been working on for quite some time that I'm super excited about is my herbal glucose support supplement that I am so close to releasing. This is my newest supplement, although I haven't released a supplement in gosh, over a year. And it's ideal for supporting healthy insulin and glucose metabolism using a trifecta of herbs that play critical roles in blood sugar control, the uptake of glucose by muscle cells, and can help maintain blood lipids such as triglycerides and low density lipoproteins, LDLs. So if all goes well and all goes as planned <laughs> when it comes to getting the supplement right or roll, we will have it available at the end of May or early June. And I know it's going to be a game changer for stabilizing blood sugar crashes, mood swings, boosting focus and energy, just having more sustainable energy because you have more sustainable, more happy, stable blood sugar levels. So definitely stay tuned for more details on getting this powerhouse supplement as again, another tool in your toolbox for helping you to keep incredible metabolic flexibility. Well, thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast today. This show, as always, is about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. If there is someone in your life that needs to hear this today, take a moment, send it to them via screenshot, via text message, or share it on social. And make sure when you do so, hashtag Hormone CEO so that we can get the word out about how to support our hormones and feel great in our bodies. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.